Welcome to Ancient Wisdom of the Feminine. I'm Trishti Yadav, and we have a very special episode for you today. I'm so excited to announce today's speakers, Chief Luisha Tish and Matala Ramirez. Chief Luisha Tish is a renowned Yoruba priestess. She has achieved one of the highest orders of chieftaincy in the Yoruba tradition and is extremely well-versed in multiple indigenous healing modalities. She's the author of many books, including the famous and revered Jambalaya, the natural woman's book of personal charms and practical rituals, which serves as a resource for thousands of women worldwide looking to develop an indigenous culturally specific practice. She has been an organizer in the civil rights era and all throughout her life as a local San Francisco Bay Area social and environmental activist. Magdala Ramirez is an incredible teacher, leader, healer, a shamanist from the Maya Mexica tribe. She has been working in the ways of the feminine for more than 35 years. She has written many books and has founded many, many ceremonies, founder and director of Sacred Woman Nonprofit, as well as the co-founder of this radio show. Welcome. I love Hello. you. <laughs> How my Yes, Nirmana, I need to say, my sister, that I am so excited about this talk and with you. In, it's amazing, in so, isn't it? Yes, in so many ways. Um, I don't know, you have just touched my heart so deeply. And when I listen to you and where you're coming from, it is just this incredible thing that I feel in my heart. You make my heart bloom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sister. This is, this is the work that we have to do at this point is to put the heart back into everything that that we do. The, the absence of the feminine energy has caused a kind of global barrenness, a spiritual barrenness, let's say, that has allowed us to... Um, to degenerate instead of being generative and improving uh, our enjoyment of life on this beautiful planet. I mean, it just it just does not make sense for for heart centered people to uh, destroy the water, pollute the air, uh, ruin the food, uh, kill our children. That is not. Uh, mother's wit. So we have to put the heart back in everything. We have to return to the mother's ways. I'm, I'm really clear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm clear Absolutely. about that. I, I truly feel that the true human being recognize their own nature. And I feel that they're coming back into the ways of the feminine is really bringing that balanced <laughs> world between the male and the female, finally, and this peace that we need to truly understand this part. And um, 
My sister, I I need to tell you. You see, I come from Maya Mexica tradition. So my English mm-hmm. can be a little bit funky, but my heart <laughs> is in the right place. <laughs> but you see, I do many ceremonies and um, seminars and things like that about the ways of the feminine that my tribe hold for 500 years. Or and it has been, everything has been involved about the feminine. But in one of my travels, um, it was this woman that she just jumped from very, very far away and in one moment, and she was just next to me. And she was talking to me in a language that I couldn't understand, but yet in that moment, absolutely I was understanding, and I was talking to her. And it was coming from your tradition, from the Yoruba tradition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was the Great Mother, actually, yes. but it wasn't the first time that this has happened to me. I mean, even though that I I don't know really anything about Yoruba, but I do know that the heart is one and the roots is one. That's why I could understand absolutely everything that it was happening, you know. And well, let me way. tell you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you a couple of things. First of all, uh, your speaking is music, and standard American English is so rigid, mechanistic, and lacking in rhythm that honestly, uh, I don't talk to people who don't have some music in their voice. I mean, I just can't, you know. You know, sitting in the boardroom with people who are just quoting facts and figures and and have no no beauty in what they're saying, I honestly tune out, fall asleep, drift away. So you know, the melody in your in your uh, way of speaking is poetry, is music um, to me. The second thing is that in um, in the traditions of of the West African diaspora, we have a goddess named Nana, and it's mm. said <laughs> that when one goes on the journey of Nana, you carry a uh, you carry a staff with cowrie shells on it, and when you arrive at Nana's temple, she talks to you in a hundred languages at once. A hundred mm-hmm. languages are coming out of your mouth all at one time. And at first, you know, you hear about things like this and you say, oh, what a wonderful uh, what a wonderful mythology. But I had the opportunity to be in the presence of a woman who was um, holding the staff of Nana. And to anybody who wasn't tuned in, they would have said that she was talking what we call gibberish. I understood everything she said. So mm-hmm. that connection, that that heart connection, that spirit connection, that um, that psychic connection makes it possible for us to understand each other, even if we're not speaking the same uh, phonetic language. It is an energetic heart language mm-hmm. that we understand. Yeah, that's precious. 
It is. And you know, Nana, we also have it in our language, and it means sacred woman. It means ah. the mother in, um, in Nahuatl, which is our original language. Isn't that beautiful? It's amazing. How it goes. Yes, but you yeah. see, I think um, it's really one, one single root that we have as a true yeah. human being. It's just that it got so distorted. And um, really the ancestors are talking about go back, tribes, hold on into that root and bring that voice from that root that we are. And uh, when I see this incredible connection that I feel in my heart with you, I feel that incredible voice that you have, that you are. And uh, from that Yoruba ways of that understanding, because, yeah, when I have that experience, I mean, I was laughing and we were just talking in this incredible language. And when I asked the mother what was this language that I know in my heart, and I was actually talking it and talking it, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she told me that's when that is that time. Before right. the tribes were tribes. Before all this mess as we see it mm-hmm. right now. Oh, so, Cynthia, you know, it's interesting because we have a concept, Sankofa. And Sankofa is envisioned as a bird in flight with its head turned around toward its tail. And we are told to look look as far back as we can so that we can bring the wisdom forward as we mm-hmm. fly into, into the future. And I, I do feel like it is the women in every group. Uh, it is the mothers. It is the women whose we have held the ancient knowledge in our hearts and in our wombs, and now the time, it's almost as if we are rebirthing the ancient wisdom, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We really are. Yes. We really are. I love you. Oh, my God. I I love love you, too. I was so pleased to, I don't know how I stumbled upon um, this group of women, but um, the Hawaiian kahuna, the sister that I work with, Leilani, mm-hmm. she had just been saying to me, oh, my goodness, you know, um, where are our allies? How do we regroup to, to do our work? You know, things are turning mm-hmm. around. Uh, how do we refresh ourselves, and then I stumbled somehow or was guided uh, to this connection. And um, and when I turned her on to the place where uh, where these, these radio programs have been recorded, and you, can, and you can listen to them, you can listen to them, she called me up and said, Oh my goddess. Now we are we how does she put it? Now we are back in the sacred grove, you know. We are mm-hmm. sitting in the circle in the sacred grove, uh drinking the herbs, playing the drums, telling the stories, reconnecting mm-hmm. to um the primal the primal ways that humanized us in the first place. So 
I am really, really happy. Mm-hmm. Really happy <laughs> yeah. to have this time and space. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, me too. And yes, the mother has been talking very strongly that it is the women that we really need to remember from all tribes. And we really need to remember who we are as a human being. We really mm-hmm. need to remember this this place in what is really the medicine of being human. And when we are able to understand this this force within ourselves and um, again, the women to believe in themselves so they can bring that voice strong and loud that we need it so badly. We're really yes. giving birth to that world of balance. My sister, there was this... Um, this post that I make in Facebook with all the situations that we're going to talk in a minute about what is going on. And it was this woman that she replies to me saying that my writings were, maybe I'm not pronouncing it well, but it is called, it is called Ubuntu. And I didn't know what it, that means, so I Googled it. Spell it, spell it for me. It's U-B-U-N-T. You and Ubuntu. they say uh-huh. yes, uh-huh. and they and say it, it is. What definition did they give you? Yes, it says that it comes from South Africa, and it is talking yes. about this world, this true world that we have. And maybe you can talk to me more about this beautiful word that I just find out what it means, and mm-hmm. I feel it in my bones and I feel mm-hmm. it everywhere in my heart, in my soul. So please talk to me about this Ubuntu ways. Right. Well, you know, uh, the, the interesting thing about it is that uh, concepts that uh, are needed at this point in time is surfacing from, um, from, different, from different cultures. Just as I said a few minutes ago, uh, the word Sankofa, the idea of of a sacred bird looking uh, behind to bring uh, to bring the wisdom of the past into the future, that is a West African uh, word that talks about us reclaiming uh, reclaiming the the sacred past. Ubuntu uh, is a South African word that is also calling for a kind of spiritual unity, a -hmm. kind of understanding about um, us moving toward uh, peace and reconciliation and remembering uh, the old ways. Now, one of the things that happens is because people who are African-American, we claim all the languages and all the cultures in our uh, diaspora. So everybody who went anywhere originally out of Africa, no matter what country they landed in, whether it was, you know, Brazil or Italy or Australia or uh, America, uh, the African-American person especially strives to understand all the pieces 
of our mother, where where all the pieces of us got distributed, and we we are in fact multilingual, much like uh, Nana. So you will you will get a number of responses. You'll get someone who says, "Oh yes, this is a South African concept." Oh yes, this is a West African concept. Oh yes, this is a Caribbean concept. Oh yes, this is an African American concept. But the conversations that we are having everywhere is what is it that our culture as we know it can contribute to uh, the preservation of the planet and the upliftment of the species. So again, Ubuntu is uh, is bringing about uh, a peaceful world, the work we do together to bring about a peaceful world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Ubuntu, it is a very ancient knowledge yes. that it is speaking about this. And, and you know, this bird that you're talking about, I have seen him. Actually, it's a person. Mm-hmm. And that bird that it is saying, okay, really you're not bounding by past and future. You're not bounding by anything like that. <laughs> For the true human being, recognize where it comes from. For the true right. recognize, recognize themselves as the source. And uh, by bringing those uh, ancient teachings, those and new concepts, and new new ways in even the languages, there will be words that it will be obsolete. And at the mm-hmm. same time, there will be the very ancient words with different concepts to comprehend, to live by that truth right. as a human being everywhere. Right. So everywhere. In, in so many ways right now, yes, the situation is very heavy about discrimination. And that's not mm-hmm. the true human being. The no. horrible things that have been happening in this week, it is really, you know, putting in a big tears for all of us. Yes. And in I some way, too. we need to figure it out the way I was thinking, you know, people is racist without even knowing that they're racist. Mm-hmm. People, I didn't grow up this way, my hermana, my sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know. I, I, you know, in Mexico, it's another situation completely different. I have never seen such a horrible things. I mean, I, I have like 15 years in the United States, and I see horrible things people can do one to another. I mean, I deal with it every day. Yes. But there is a lot of this thing about not knowingness, you know, the not knowing that the people... They hold a racism in their hearts as they mm-hmm. have been living here in this place. And um, asking the mother, how do we can clear this up? Oh, my God, this needs to stop now. Yes. You yes. know, it's very much about taking the people and by themselves, you know, like going and, um, you know, surrender yourself to a higher laws and said, okay, I don't want this in my heart anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, really observing where is this? What do you feel about what is the situation right now, the things that we can do about this? Yes, 
there's, you know, I, I, I too have spent the past three days, I would say, in tears. And I actually posted on Facebook uh, letting people know that, you know, my hot tears are going to run and join the water in the river and join the water in the ocean and find yes. and find a way to become a part of the cleansing. Mm-hmm. A part of the cleansing. I'm doing that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on the outside, we have, we have, um, uh, De- deliberate designed economic deprivation and and images that are designed to make people hateful and and desperate you know there's a story about there not being enough resources if 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 you eat i can't eat if you have a house then it means i can't have one uh, this person's way is superior to that person's way. I always tell people when 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 that kind of thing is thrown at you, take a look at who is manipulating that point of view. Who whose advantage is that too? Because none of the isms none of the isms work in our favor. Somebody's manipulating the idea that I should hate somebody else, I should destroy somebody else, and age-old differences get manipulated. All this killing of of black boys that's going on uh, in northern urban cities is happening because they're importing police officers from the south who are accustomed to hunting down people. But it, it goes even further that uh, if you watch what's going on, the poli- the power of the police is out of control. They're killing young black men. They're they're attacking young white men. They're attacking women. Rape is 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 rampant on college campuses. There is a negative force, like a demon, walking around infecting people. And that, you know, that demon is fear of love, mm-hmm. fear of love, okay? The fear of love is is a mess because then what you end up doing is loving death. Mm-hmm. This country, this culture at this point is in love with not natural death due to age, not natural death due to illness, not even natural death due due to accident, but the ability to kill, the ability to deprive somebody else, the ability to enslave is a is a is a condition is a condition that has to be healed in people. It is it is a thought form that is constantly fed to people that this is power that this is, you know, that this is what mm-hmm. we ought to be doing. Folks are hypnotized. People are hypnotized into a wrong use of power. Now, mm-hmm. as those of us who are healers, and, this, you know, this is where it, it really gets uh, tender, <clears throat> sometimes you can feel overwhelmed, okay, and feel like the work that you do is having almost no uh, effect. 
first of all, that's not true. We just, nobody, there's no media, there's no television uh, station that covers the ritual that he is going to do tomorrow. There's no television station that is going to announce the healing that I did yesterday or or let the world know about the, the multiracial, multiethnic, multicultural gathering of women that I sat with the other day and talked about the future of our children. So, you know, the negative is promoted while the effects of the positive is kept quiet and we feel as if we are not achieving anything. But there's another approach. I swear, a few years ago, I was sitting with Orrin Lyons, one of the uh, native elders around here, <laughs> and he turned to me and he said, he said, you know, Mama Tish, um, we have to transform the spirit of a large number of people uh, very quickly in order for there to be transformation on the planet. What do you think? How do you think we could do it? And I was, I mean, I was flattered that he thought I knew something. I I was flattered that he thought I knew a way to transform a whole lot of people. So, you know, I took the question on and I asked it of other groups that what's the quickest way for us to energetically transform um, a lot of people's consciousness. And I want to give credit where credit is due. The woman's name, I was somewhere in the Midwest, the woman's name was Catherine Messenger. I'll never forget that. And she raised her hand and she said, Mama Tish, you are a rainmaker, which I am. She said, why don't you put the prayers of transformation in the rain clouds and then ask that that be rained down upon the multitudes. It was so amazing when she said that because I can't talk to a million people and impact them and and work against the resistance of their conscious minds. But if we mm-hmm. have spiritual people everywhere, if we have spiritual people everywhere imbuing the clouds above them with the power of transformation and then ask that that rain down upon the masses, everybody who gets wet will get transformed. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> did you did it? it? Yes, did I did it, do it every time. I do it every okay. time. Well, that's another thing. I'm hoping to, you know, there's a there's a drought in Central California which is killing our food supply, and pretty soon I'm going to put out a call for uh, a rainmaker society to concentrate on those places where we need fresh water. Yeah, we have to do that, you know, because they're they're trying to now make it illegal to collect rainwater. Mm-hmm. You, you know how crazy that is. I think it's beautiful. It's not crazy. You see, the the ancestors talk about the four major races and how it is the two elements that are feminine, which is the earth and the water. Mm-hmm. And it's represented by the natives and with the black people. That's right. 
And then there is the air and the fire. And the air is represented by the Asian people. And the mm-hmm. fire represents the mind. And that's the white people. Yeah. That's right. So when I see these four elements within myself, it's what do we are doing to our mind to limit so drastically? What do we are doing with our waters mm-hmm. within ourselves and just kill that heart? Doing with planet Earth that it is okay to destroy her mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. again because we don't understand Mother anymore. You know, as a human being. Mm. When we are able to balance these four elements, it's going to give birth the new true true men that has always been there and the true women, the sisterhood that it is being lost for a long time because it was this divide and conquer that it was imposed on the people. I think this reign, it's happening and that rain of healing that people, come on, wake up, look what you're doing, what is happening. And you see this thing that I was, you know, hearing from the mother this morning was about tell the people to go and surrender their weapons. I mean, people is racist. Ooh, please, please. And um, please do oh. it. And uh, even the people that they think that they're not racist, they are right. racist. United States is based on race racism, you know. It really Good things. is. Yes, it is. So it has to heal from that. Yes, I think, uh, and the Earth recognized this and recognized the land and what has been happening to the land, and we do need to ask for that forgiveness in all the way and stop this arrogance and stop all these things that it is happening in in the people, you know, so that right. true human being can come forward, you know. So I think the rain and, you know, the waters and the earth are really gathering together in many ways to give birth to the new true human being, finally, and mm-hmm. our world as it meant to be before the times were times, before the tribes were tribes. What do you feel, my sister, about this? You know, I am um, very much uh, an advocate of what I call primal life practices. Uh, So, so many years of what, you know, anthropologists and stuff called our indigenous ways primitive, which was a negative word, but I, I now define primal any group of people who consciously work to live in balance with self, nature, spirit, and community. Uh, I want people to begin to identify with that and begin to, um, to implement some practices. Some of them I have in Jambalaya. There's an abundance of of practices that people can do because we have to we have to change the neural pathways in mm-hmm. our brain. Uh Leilani and I wrote a book called On Holy Ground, Commitment and Devotion to Sacred Land. And and the the book was born out of 
traveling in the world and seeing the ways that people unconsciously disrespected the sacred. I mean, I saw a man put his cigarette out on the pyramids in Egypt. Mm. I thought I would throw up when I saw this man take his cigarette and smash it out on the pyramids. That's that's a vision I will never forget. And I was so disgusted. I was so heartbroken by it that I just slithered across Mm -hmm. the floor and disappeared into the woodwork and, and I stopped doing sacred sites tours. And then one day Leilani said, do you understand that that arrogance of his is born out of an ignorance of what it is, where he really is. He's just a tourist smoking a cigarette who went to Egypt because it's the thing to do, not because he understood any of the sacredness of it. And so what we do in On Holy Ground, we deconstruct the ways in which we have been taught and bred into what we call conquistador consciousness. Mm -hmm. Overcoming (laughs) conquistador consciousness is something that we have to, we have to consciously know that we've been miseducated in our attitude toward the earth, the water, toward all of it. And we have to consciously break the bad habits that we have been given. The idea that I can come running onto your land stick a flag in the ground, rename your place and your people, rip off all of your resources, kill off your Mm -hmm. children. For where I come from, that is simply a person who lacks home training. I was not raised to run in my neighbor's house, take all their food, you know, and do that that kind of stuff. And so it is by beginning to respect our everyday life, how I treat my neighbor, how I treat the lemon tree in my backyard, how I learn to talk, when when that reverberates out and becomes Mm -hmm. uh, the way that we interact in the greater world, then we'll be able to save ourselves from the kind of, of energetic and social cannibalism that is going on right now. Right now, as a culture, we are eating our kin people. That, you know, that's when I start feeling really kind of, oh, this is scary, because to shoot youth down in the street, to sell little girls to old men for sexual favors, to have old people working in factories for chicken shit money until they fall over, that is cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's cannibalism. And we have to call it the nasty name that it is so that we can then be clear about what a big cleanup job it is that we have. And I'm talking about methodically, methodically having individuals, groups, organizations, institutions, corporations, do critical examination, critical self-examination of the effects of their behavior. Is Monsanto out of its mind, for example? What is the ultimate goal, to ruin all food on the planet? 
what is Exxon, where is Exxon's mind going? What is its ultimate goal? To pollute every every gulf, every river, to destroy all the water? You know, some that there's something really sickly there that mm-hmm. that that uh the person is possessed, the organization is possessed a negative archetype that is cannibalistic. And so we, we have to chart when it changes, how it changes, what we do, what, what what we try to do to make it change, which one of those devices work, how do we strengthen that. But it really starts with, with a critical and thorough self-examination of our present attitude, our present practices. It has to be done. Absolutely. I agree. You know, when I took the things into the mother about all this, she says, it's really not the system, mijita. It is the system is inside of the people. That's right. The teaching manners. We call it manners where I come from, you know, and, and you, you mm-hmm. receive those ways and right. at a very early age. I mean, you're growing up and you learn to respect. You learn right. boundaries. You understand freedom in a very different way. And teaching the people, you know, here they call it protocols, but for me, for us, it has always been just manners. I mean, it's common sense. Come on, people. Mm -hmm. It's common uh, sense. Yeah, for me, it's common sense. I mean, it has always been that way. I mean, you, you learn those ways of respect and manners to absolutely everything, you know, as, as you're born. And yes, because you're see, bounded by... home training. That's yes, I mean... home training, yeah. Yes, but I think that <laughs> to remove the system, since, you know, in all these things that it is going on, the system that it is inside of the people, yes, absolutely. I think people need to really surrender themselves to a higher orders, you know, spiritual That's people right. that... They don't understand that it is okay to respect everyone's tradition and the color of the skin and languages. You need, you do not need to become something that you're not, you know? That's right. There is this big thing about the whiterization that I call. Everyone is to be one and everyone is to be white. And I said, excuse me? Ooh. No, it doesn't really work that way, you know? I think no, the respect, baby. yeah, I mean, excuse me, it doesn't really work that way. No. You know, what you're addressing is what I call the, they always talk about uh, America being the melting pot. I say, no, that's the melting plot. And the plot (laughs) is to throw everybody in this big pot and stir them up until we're all gray. I don't work with that. I work with the concept of a bouquet of rose, a bouquet of flowers. And each flower has its own size, shape, color, and scent. And then I put it in a vase on a background of very green fern, which is our planet, and in water. Every time I look at a vase full of flowers, and each flower is different, it's on a background mm-hmm. of green, and it's sitting in the water. That is all the people that mother produce. Yep. That's right, <laughs> on our planet. We need to we we got to shift the way we think about stuff. Ain't no I know. plot. No, no, we I are not. I have no great. idea when when I arrive here and and uh, people say, "Well, this is the multi plot," and I go like, "This is so weird. This is not going to work." <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> the respect, oh, but the flowers. All. There you go. The flowers. My sister, yeah, my sister, it is it is 
when when this i mean i think that um people for me as as i was telling you know it's common sense you know but yet the mother wants all her children together that's right when when she i go and complain with her and, and she goes and said i believe in my children who are you for not believing in them stop it ah and she's okay. right okay and I go, okay, let's do this again. I mean, it's it's very simple for me to only work with my own tribe. They're very honorable. Mm-hmm. They're very mm-hmm. beautiful. We all are in the same page. We are in the same language. And mm-hmm. my God, we touch the stars in seconds. Mm-hmm. But the mother says the teachings belongs to everyone in the world. That's what I'm here. Right, right. And uh, when I see this kind of stuff, it says, okay. I needed to learn where the people come from. I needed to learn a new language. I needed to learn where it is, this roots, and where is that risk, Mm -hmm. and what is going on. And, uh, you know, recognize, okay, there you are. I can see you, no matter what it is, this part. And I do can see. So, yeah, the mother in the beginning, she did put me to work with people that they were absolutely racism so I can learn from them. Mm-hmm. Where did they get fed? What happened? And tell them, actually, you know, be very super honest. And uh, being with those sisters that they are super racist and uh, people will ask me, what are you doing with her? I mean, it's are you crazy? Are you masochist? Are you... No, mm. I'm learning. I'm learning. Mm. And yes, she is my sister because the mother said so. And uh, and yes, I need to tell her how racist she's behaving and how yes. because people is not even being aware about it. So you know, it is kind of weird because our ways can be that way. I mean, you you really need to know the people so then you work with them. You know, you mm-hmm. you stay with that and. Uh, Especially for me, because I'm not from the United States. I mean, where right. I come from, everything is about the flowers and the ocean yeah. and the whales and the dolphins. And we all bloom in so many ways in the pyramids, of course, and the ancestors and, uh, you know, the sacred places that we walk. And we walk in that way with so much love. And uh, when I see the, the this part that it is so clear and respectful... There are many sacred places in the United States. Yeah. Pyramids in the United States that people don't That's know. Right. People don't and know. And they didn't care and they put a McDonald's on top of it or something, you Ooh. know. Ooh. And I cried. Oh, and I was Ooh, angry. Baby, yes. Yes. <laughs> and then I was people don't understand about spirit. We have a problem here in the Bay Area. Um the the Native American shell mounds you know, that were natural landscapes here. They started um, building uh, uh, furniture stores and movie theaters on top of of the shell mounds, and we protested and protested, and the protests went went unheard, and they built on top of those things anyway. But then strange things start strange things start happening. People go in there and they get sick. The building doesn't flourish. Folks talk about uh, seeing spirits walking around at night and that kind of stuff. And I say, well, if you did not have sense enough 
to listen to the indigenous people who know the spirit of this land. And if you were not respectful enough to do the rituals to get their permission to be here, if you're going to be here at all, then don't come whining to me when you see spirits walking around or when the water pipes buzz or the electricity goes crazy or your business don't flourish, you know. You got to you gotta. sometimes people have to experience the hard material reality of violating uh, sacred mm-hmm. space. Otherwise, otherwise they think uh, they can just, do anything. I think about the airport in uh, in Denver where the Native people tried to tell them, you know, you can't just be uh, building on top of this um, this burial ground. They did it anyway. The airport ends up looking like a bunch of stunted teepees. People are mm-hmm. very, very uncomfortable there. There's all kinds of, of experiences of spirits. And so, you know, uh, one of the thing, <laughs> one of the things that I end up having to say to people sometimes, yes, I'm your great black mother. I represent the great black mother, and guess what? That she didn't talk to you, she didn't fed you, she didn't nursed you, she didn't loved you. You haven't gotten it yet. It's time to spank your ass. Some things gonna happen that spank your ass, and when it happens. Go cry, go face the consequences, but when you are ready to become a well-behaved member of her family, come back and I'll do your home training with you. Because some people don't get it. They don't get it until something happens to them. I wish it were different. You know, but that's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do we do we need, as a human being, a big earthquake, a big thing going on in the planet Earth to get it? True. Why we need all this when we, the, you know, the alignment is just right there in the heart of the people. I know. And, I, know. I mean, you can receive it from that incredible Earth when you walk barefoot, you know. Mm-hmm. You can receive the healings from absolutely everything around you. Why people need the shake in order for the them to get, you know? You know, the best I can do is say that um, there is something about uh, transformation that seems to require, you know, we because we are, Mothers, we would really like for everything to grow grow smoothly. That's what we would like. But I have, you know, I think about it this way: that um, you can't give birth without labor pains. The baby's head can't come out without your pelvis uh, uh, busting open. And unfortunately, I mean, the I've had to position myself in a place to say. Okay, now, you know, it took an earthquake in 1989 uh, for people in the Bay Area to look after each other. It took the Bay Bridge falling. It took the marina being on fire. It took, you know, it took all kinds of catastrophic stuff. I positioned myself 
in a place of midwife and helper in those in those times, and I'm the one who runs uh, to the hole in the earth and say, oh, yeah, please forgive them, um, the stupid people who built all these skyscrapers on an earthquake fault line. How stupid is that to put 30, that 30, yeah. 30 story yeah. buildings on an earthquake fault line? You know, so I'm the one who goes to the hole in the earth and say, Mama, some of them are really crazy. I know some of your children are kind of sick, and they don't understand that you just you just shook them up. Don't let can can we stop shaking now and show me where to go apply the medicine because there are some there are some people who cannot be transformed without being shook up, tore down, thrown around. And when when that is what is needed, that's when Oya, the goddess Oya, our warrior woman, she takes hold of what's going on. And then after she tears everything up, I go cry to Yemaya and say, Yemaya, big, oh, Mama, big tits, can you please nurse us? <laughs> can you please nurse us back to health? But yeah, I mean, if we keep if we keep throwing trash mm-hmm. into the ocean, believe me, a day is going to come when uh, it, it won't just be whales beaching themselves or thirty foot squid showing up on the beach. The ocean will get tired, and she'll give us back something that makes Godzilla look like a kitten. I know. You know I what I'm saying? We've got to think about that. Yeah, I saw that one. one. That's for sure. My sister, we we need to do something as a true human being. First, I guess, is really to understand that there are these destroyers and how much of that energy is within the people. Yeah. And people need to really surrender that one because it's going to happen. I mean, I have seen all these things that... Okay, in some way or another, we do need to understand where we are as right. a human being, how we can That's do right. this. And I think that the women from everywhere, I mean, I, I see, I work with symbols since I was 12 years old. I didn't have not even my moon time yet, and I was working already with all these ways. But when I began to recognize the symbols, from everywhere in the world, and I could read them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I began to see, okay, someone in the world needs to be preserving those teachings. That's right. And I've seen those symbols in Africa, of course, in many places. Mm-hmm. I have seen those symbols in India and in Japan, right. in uh, Japan and in, in China. I mean... Of course, South America and, of course, the north of the Americas. I'm living right now in this place surrounded by all these writings that the ancestors, you know, keep me awake saying, and tell the people this, and then tell the people that, Mm -hmm. Um, because of everything. So we are bringing that gathering of women that they have been holding those teachings of the true human being. That's right. Because it is about women. 
And um, my sister, I look at you and I see me. That's right. You know, and I I can feel you everywhere. I really wish that you can come to this gathering, that it is in the land of the ancestors, just because the mother is really asking, and the ancestors from everywhere are really asking, go back before the tribe for tribe, before the tribe for time. Uh, tell me again, um, I'm, you know, I'm not sitting right here at um, at my calendar. Would you restate for me and for the people who are listening uh, about the gathering? Because certainly a gathering is uh, necessary, and then I can... Uh, I can talk a little bit about what's going on uh, with me, but t- talk talk about the gathering a bit. Yes, the gathering. It is um, right now. We have beautiful sisters from New Zealand, from India, from South America. Mm-hmm. Of course, tribes around here. We have people literally from everywhere in the world that has been preserving these teachings for a very, very long time, you know, many generations in the hidden and knowing also that this is a time where we need to stand up and say it. Mm-hmm. And that is going to happen in October 2nd, 3rd, and the 4th. But before mm-hmm. that ceremony, we're going to make a little ceremony where we're going to make water mother ceremony mm-hmm. because we need to make t- from everywhere in the world, how the wires are getting connected, all the steers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's going to happen in the Rio Grande, which is a huge archetype river that divides Mexico and the United States. And um, Wow. And you you have no idea. Maybe you do, you know, of course, what has been happening about that and about no, tell, absolutely tell me a little bit about it tell me a well, little bit please you see my my people did hold you see we are not the condor we are not the evil we are both we're mm-hmm. not feminine we're not the masculine we're both mm-hmm. Mexico was a mantra that means union of polarity so when the Spanish arrive and they hear us singing Mexico, 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 they call us the Mexicans. That's how we have that name. <laughs> the, we are both. We hold those teachings in in many ways. So the whole training has been about um, the understanding of the feminine. In that way, the ancestors knew that there are many other worlds, all the way to the 17 and beyond. Mm. So our ancestors, before the Spanish arrived, 10 years before they arrived, they knew that they were coming and who were they mm-hmm. and what was needed to be done. So they put all this knowledge in the womb of the mother. So yes, a lot of the petroglyphs were, were buried, but also they put mm-hmm. knowledge in the in the womb of the mother, literally. So mm-hmm. for those 500 years, the teachings has been only to the girls in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we preserve it. You see, the abuelas will talk in the kitchen as we are cooking with garlics and beans and tamales and, you know, everything around. Right. 
And the abuelas uh, always will say, don't speak about this until the time comes. That's right. So when this is the time and bringing this very ancient knowledge that really is not about a tribe. You see, I'm not here to make people Maya Mexica because they will be mm-hmm. alone ones because they're not. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is about bringing that to who we are of understanding that true human being within ourselves through that balance. Mm-hmm. So when I was literally forced to come to the United States and understanding why, it has been quite a journey for me. You know, I have been under attack by the KKK. Mm-hmm. And in Mexico, they tell you that that was a long time ago. And then it was this president who liberated the whole thing, and then that was over. Well, that was not true. <laughs> That's not true. No, the That's KKK not true. is alive and well, honey. And it is legal. I couldn't believe that a country yes, can make legal. that legal. I couldn't yeah. understand. But you see, yeah. in the journey with the mother, when, you know, it was, I, that happens about maybe five years ago or so. Mm-hmm. But I needed to learn. I needed to learn what mm-hmm. it was and who these people are and where this is coming from. Right. And truly understand, they found this kind of Bible that says that whoever is not white comes from the devil. Oh, I know. And... <laughs> They are kind of protecting. I know, it's crazy. So the fights, the fights and all that stuff, you know, for for me, when the mother, I said, okay, mama, what I'm going to do? You know, it was about removing the land. And you see, the land Mm -hmm. is very sacred. I need to go and fight for the land. It's in my blood. What can I tell you? Mm -hmm. The whole point in the feminine, of course, they were really reacting about the feminine, you know. So it was quite a journey for me to comprehend what was going on. And uh, we needed to create a ceremony. It is called the 13 Hours of the Heartbeat of the Mother. And we take that ceremony everywhere. And we did play the drum for 13 hours, just the heartbeat uniting all the tribes. I love it. It was beautiful, my sister, but you see, we need to go into the next step. And the next step, yeah. it has to do with, okay, how? How do we bring that true human being within ourselves right. back? Right. And right. that's where you are, and that's where I am. Right. And that's where that's right. so many sisters, that they have been holding it together for a long time. That's mm-hmm. where removing that colonization, you know? Yes. The we have to conquistador thing. Everything. Yes. We have to have, we have to we have to know that decolonization and we need to examine everything for what needs to be decolonized and we need to look at uh indigenous ways and and see the medicine in it. I am very happy to say that I recently um, attended a gathering of the National Compadres Network and the Brotherhood of Elders. This is a group of Latin and African-American men who are uh, addressing the needs of young black and brown uh, men. 
And the Mm -hmm. invitation said that they had gotten a clear message from the ancestors that the input of the mothers was needed in their gatherings in order to bring about uh, balance. And one of the wonderful things you can possibly get it is uh, on the National Compadres Network's website. The men sat down and they examined several indigenous cultures and they produced a document that is uh, the indigenous culture guidelines for a principled man. This is what it is to be an honorable man. It has nothing to do with how much money you make. It has nothing to do oh with how God, many cars Oh, my God, that is so beautiful. Have. Oh, baby, uh-huh. I was so happy that they did that. I oh. was so happy. Now we need to get together and mm-hmm. we need to put out some some grounded outlines for how women can lead indigenous lives. Yes. We need yes. to do that. You and know they told saying? me in the last ceremony that that needed to be done and that I need mm-hmm. to make my vision quest in October to bring that uh-huh. forward. Yes. Right on. Exactly. Right, right on. on. There you go, See, my sister. So Isn't that amazing? It is. I mean, we've been given we've been given our uh, our homework. Here's the mm-hmm. thing that is um, contingent. Uh, in my life right now, you know, I have been being moved around uh, in a in a nomadic pattern. Mama's been moving me here and moving me there. I'm blessed mm-hmm. to say that right now I am comfortable in a room in the home of one of my uh, one of my uh, women's spirituality sisters. I'll be here until. The 21st of July, when I'm at the Institute of Noetic Sciences Conference in Chicago uh, doing uh, a workshop on uh, Olokun, the owner of the deep, doing a parallel between the deeps of the ocean and the depths of our consciousness and emotions and how we we can do things to to respect the ocean. So I'm there from the 21st uh, through the 27th of, of July. After, mm-hmm. that, after that is the period where I have to go to New Orleans and see about my mother is 93 years old. And mm-hmm. my sister who's been taking care of her, who is a nurse, was attacked by a mental patient, and he broke her kneecap. So she's mm-hmm. had surgery and she's been trying to handle it all by herself. And I, you know, I'm going to go there and see what's going on. And then I'm at the uh, shamanic convergence at, at in Brighton Bush in Oregon from August 28th through the 31st. I expect mm-hmm. then to return to New Orleans because depending upon whether or not my mother is still with us or mm-hmm. whether or not she decides to go home, that will determine um, my behavior until, again, I'm working with the youth group at Bioneers, uh I think it's October 
seventeen, mm-hmm. sixteen through eighteen. So that weekend, that weekend that you are speaking of, the I think it's the second, third, and fourth. All yep. of that, it's before that, whether or not mm-hmm. I can participate uh, in person, uh, is contingent upon what condition my mother is in and whether yeah. or not I have been able to settle in New Orleans or does the family decide uh, something else. It's hard for me to know uh, right mm-hmm. now. In any event, unless I am sitting at my mother's bedside, if I cannot make it physically uh, to the gathering We'll make arrangements for me to either um, Skype in or video chat or something to participate yeah. in a blessing or something that you all are doing because I certainly am with you energetically. It's just that right now my focal point I know. is my mother, yeah. Yes, I understand. Yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm praying for you to be there because the people need your presence and your voice. Yeah. I need it. I hear you. Yeah. You know what I'm And we need about. to get together, you know, even though we're going to get off of the radio in a minute, we need to yeah. stay in contact and begin mm-hmm. thinking about um what is going to be our our guidelines for the empowered indigenous woman. I'm so Absolutely. glad to hear that. We I am working that. on it. Because yes. that was one of the biggest message for me it was very direct about it. So that's mm-hmm. why I need to go into ceremony in October, but that will be after this this gathering. Right. But I'm already beginning to have all these dreams about it. Yes. That the mother has yes. been showing. Well I my think sister, if we dream through the winter if we dream through winter, I think mm-hmm. that spring will 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 have the We'll have the guidelines down by spring. I yes, think so. but I think it will be beautiful to gather everyone, you know, to... I think it really has to do with the voices of everyone because we are yes. at root. And, uh, That's right. You know, as the daughters of the Great Mother. I share. I, yep. I agree 100%. Well, my well, sister... Well, this has been very productive. It's so beautiful. Oh, my God. I'm going to send you an email also with my phone and all the good stuff. Okay. And you okay. know that wherever I am, that's home for you. It's home for Thank everyone. Thank you so you know. much. And Thank um, you so if you much. know, you know, you know this. You need to know this. Well, I'm just saying. Thank you. Okay, And um, you, you have a message for, we have people, um, about 3,000 people, from everywhere in the world, listen to this this talk. So you want to mm-hmm. send a message for everyone? Yes. The message that, that it is very, very important to tell people right now, as we look at the devastation of the planet, you know, the war, the violence, and the sense of, of loss and depression, do not be ashamed to cry if it hurts you, because that, that that crying is also an expression of your love for our mm-hmm. world. But also know that we have we have a, a proverb in Yoruba Orature that says, 
if the rain don't fall, the corn don't grow. And But mm-hmm. when the rain falls on a seed of corn that is then nurtured by the sunshine and held by the earth, something beautiful grows out of it. Go into your heart and ask your heart what you feel and what the solution is and what you can contribute. And then once your heart has told you what your homework is, then you engage your head in support of your heart. Too much has been done in our culture where the heart is absent and just the head alone is ruling. Let your heart lead. Put your head in service of it and know, feel the connection between us at all times so that you know that truly you're never alone. You are only uh, a psychic message away. Just as we can get on the Internet and send an email, you can get on the inner, I-N-N-E-R, the Internet, and send Mm -hmm. and receive messages to feel your sisters who are, we are all doing this work, we are all under one heaven, and we are all being guided by the mother. Thank you so much for being a part of this extended family. I want to tell you and all my sisters that this is the time to stand up and say it, and it is okay. If the tears come, then drink it so it will fill your heart. Yes. So it will heal all of us together. We are in this together. We're in this together. Let's give birth to a new world. As it meant to be before the times were times. Before the tribes were tribes. Tlatsokomate. Tlatsokomate. Tlatsokomate, my sister. It is truly an honor. I feel you so much in my heart. We will see you soon. Okay. And blessings to all the people. Okay. And thank you, Mijita, for opening the doors for for us. Tristy, yes. are you there? This was wonderful. Yes, I'm right here. This was <laughs> Love you, Mijita Chula. Love thank you so much. You. All right, and I will be back in touch about what's going on in October. Yes, I will send you that email, too, and with my phone okay, number baby. so you have it. Okay. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you much, Liz. The battery is low on this. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. And more than that, we hope you connect with us. Write to us at sacredwoman144 at gmail.com to register for the upcoming event in October. Again, it's from October 2nd to the 4th this year in Taos, New Mexico. For more information, go to www.sacredwoman.org. Thank you so much.